Ringer Dish is the place for all things celebrity, from major celebrity moments like the Met Gala and the Oscars, to the weird habits of the stars you love, to refreshers on the biggest tabloid stories from the last 20 years, Ringer Dish has all the vital details. On Tuesdays, catch Jam Session with Juliet Littman and Amanda Dobbins for Royal Family Rumors, Celebrity Real Estate, and Industry Analysis. And on Fridays, listen to Tea Time with me, Kate, and Amelia for lightning fast coverage on pressing celebrity news and gossip. Check out Ringer Dish on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me... I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's the B-Side. It's Thursday. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined by the host of the You Up podcast and the Dream Train podcast and the Luxury Lounge podcast, Jared Freed. Welcome back, Jared. It is such a pleasure to be here. Love partying with you. Love that we have... I mean, love... <laughs> what do you mean like this podcast? I was like, have we partied? I'd love to party. <laughs> I like to party, but th- this is the party. I mean, this is... How did you feel about... I, I haven't gotten... I mean... How'd you feel about the beginning of this uh, uh, this season? Like, I, I am refreshed in a... Oh, loved I, I'm it, yeah. Loved, loved it. it. It's great. Everything I wanted. There's so... there. It, it just, like... It was a relief, honestly. First of all, yeah. I found Jesse Palmer really soothing. And, like, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but I was just like, oh, this is a nice presence. I like this man. He knows what he's doing. I gave you credit for that. I, I mentioned that on uh, my podcast that you said he was soothing. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He was like doing a voiceover for the Calm app. It was so good. It's so <laughs> true. Can we, we got to get Jesse Palmer reading some bedtime stories. <laughs> totally. And it's like, it was, he just was a calming presence and he was such a bro. Every time. Good him luck, brother. And Clayton, brother. Good luck, brother. <laughs> Every time him and Clayton uh, were together, I expected them to like start beer bonging. It's like fucking like, like stepbrothers. It's like, oh, we got John C. Riley and Will Ferrell here. <laughs> Truly. It, it, it looked like the old, like he was the older brother in the fraternity. Like 
hey man, I you gonna rush it. here or what? It, it's just so. It was kind of hey. like, um, are you a fan of the film Can't Hardly Wait? Of course. You know when um Jerry O'Connell shows up at the party and you're like, I know oh, exactly this is sad. the scene. It's yeah. it's sort of it's sort of like the Peter Facinelli Peter Facinelli Jerry O'Connell scene, but not sad. It was like this is good. This is like you know what you guys probably did peak in high school, and that's yes. cool. You're together here, and we're all gonna enjoy it. It's it's good stuff. I liked it. You know what? In a time that is like strife with complexity, it was simple. It, mm-hmm. it, it you know the guy Clayton simple, Jesse simple, and I I don't mean that <laughs> I, to be mean. It's it just is like, mean, but it's funny. It is mean, but I, I but I'm saying like I I know what Clayton is. I know you know yeah, just totally. tall football playing Missourian just. Go to the lake and play some cornhole. Listen, we can't escape the SEC. It's like everything we've done here in America, <laughs> all roads unfortunately lead back to the SEC. It's a problem <laughs> for competitiveness, but it's yeah. not a problem for The Bachelor. It's very good. No. This is, you know, it, it's fine. There's, well, we'll just got to go with it. I, I hope, you know, at least you didn't go to Alabama. At least if we have to have an SEC lead, it's a Missouri man. It's like bottom of the barrel of the <laughs> SEC. So I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> A walk-on on the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, him going from walk-on to scholarship is a pretty big deal. Like, that, he, he must be like a good glue guy, honestly. It does seem like he's, like, well-liked. He seems like a good guy. That's it. No, he, I mean, for him to go along with what happened at the After the Rose for Michelle is a good guy. Because that was low blow. The the mean tweets they weren't even creatively mean tweets that they read to him. Yeah, they were it wasn't, just like, me- wasn't funny. It wasn't funny on a show that professes anti bullying every season the last five years. They just bullied him, and he took it like a champ. And you could tell, l- liked guy. Like yeah. and and also to go from walk on to scholarship to, you know, getting on a practice squad. I mean. Or whatever he did. I mean, so you I don't respect, know if it was a, it was a practice squad. So you respect that. You're like, oh, wow, practice squad. I, you tried. I mean, <laughs> you tried. Because, I mean, I they should have mentioned Stryker and being. I mean, the fact that they didn't mention that he's a medical device salesman once. Like, I know that doesn't really help the Prince Charmingness of it. But like, let's say what he does. I mean, it's not a bad job. <laughs> you know, no, it's a good job. It sounds like a it's steady a jo- job. I Listen. Stability means a lot, like a steady job. That's like, that sounds like a dream to me here on the eve of 36. So just like great (laughs) employment. I love it. Loves the lake. (laughs) I love a lake too. So I, I I liked it. I I honestly did. I think that also Clayton um, does seem kind of open-minded, but you know, I, I just think it does feel like a bit of a return to form for better or for worse. But I think for better, I do feel like there's been lessons learned. You know, I don't want to give this show too much credit, but I do think it's like slightly different than a year ago. And um, I don't know, man, just give me more Jesse Palmer. I, I just like I'm into the I'm into him. I, I was I posted a photo like I assume that everyone's bored of me just like sharing my podcast from Spotify. So I've been trying to like mix it up while still yeah. being self-promotional. And so I shared Clayton's picture of him and Jesse together. And so many people were like, wait, are there two bachelors? And I was like, because <laughs> they look so much alike. Yes. And um, I just kind of forget that like most people don't like follow the Bachelor Nation every day. And I was like, come on, people, it's Jesse Palmer. But I just hope this is the come up for him. I just want I want good and big things for him. I mean, this is 
a crazy good job for him. Like I, I I'm like, you, there is a, a moment where you go, you know, good for you, dude. You got like the gig of all gigs. Like he, I mean, talk about light lifting. Also, like you could be on this show for the next 20 years of your life. Like totally. hypothetically. Totally. So like it, 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 like good for him. I, I'm, I'm also excited to see how he inserts himself because he didn't yet. He, I mean, the Claire moment could have been a moment where he talks to Clayton, but they didn't do that. It was really kind of contestant focused. So I am excited to see how he does. I mean, people want to judge the host right away. They can't really be judged until we've been through final rows after. I mean, that's when you no. make your money. Of course. I mean, I would say my estimation of Caitlyn's gone way up. I thought she crushed it at the okay. um, live after show. I thought she did a really good job. You don't agree? Kay, I, I'm too blinded by how they were everywhere else. Oh, like I, I the, the self, awful. the self promotion. I couldn't, I also, what I realized it wasn't their fault as much as I kind of, I, what I came to realize is they were, Caitlyn and Tasha were just distracting. Jesse, yes. Jesse's like, a, a, a window like Jesse could be standing there. His I wouldn't furniture. care. He's, yeah, he's, he's furniture. furniture. Totally. Yeah. So like he's and, the Yoko Ono no... of the, uh, he's the get back. <laughs> he's the Yoko Ono, you know, and get back. She's furniture. Mark Maron yeah. said that to Peter Jackson. It's true. <laughs> Jesse's just there. <laughs> Although funny. he's not going to he's not going to be part of the narrative of ending The Bachelor. I don't think. Um, yeah. Anyway, did you watch Get Back? <laughs> I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. And it's very oh my God. it's a very funny way to describe someone. I just want to know. Previous to Thanksgiving 2021, no thoughts or feelings about the Beatles. I'm now completely obsessed. I, I just, I just can't, I can't recommend it enough. It's an incredible documentary and treatise on so many things, including creativity, collaboration, friendship, celebrity, music. So I gotta watch it. Oh my God. And it's so I, so you so encouraged me because you, what you said just now is the sales job that they should be doing is. I know everyone claims to be a Beatles fan, but I'm I'm like just like nah. I don't know anything. Like I I don't. And you can go in blind. You could, and I'd be okay. Honestly, I feel emotional just thinking about it. Like oh, I, good. I, okay, I'm, I'm in. I'm still recovering from the breakup of the Beatles, and specifically like the relationship between John and Paul. It's like so much to process. <laughs> okay, well I'm in. I'll, I'll watch in between my mom yelling at me in Boca. I'll, I'll find. <laughs> All right, time. that's great. Report back in the meantime. Yes. You, we've gathered here today for two primary reasons. One, mm. we need to um, bid farewell to she who cannot be heard, Ivana, <laughs> the bar mitzvah dancer who we did not get to hear from. I'm I'm honestly devastated. We'll save that for the end. Yeah. We got to talk about this strange case of Sally Carson. What the fuck happened with that? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know why you're still listening to this podcast. But what happened is Sally was the woman whose Chiron said previously engaged. And she allegedly, according to the show, went to see Clayton five hours before the first row ceremony to explain it was supposed to be her wedding day. But uh, she broke up with her fiance and now she's not sure she can go on The Bachelor. And then that prompted Clayton to try to get her to stay by giving her a rose, at which point she rejected it. He looked furious and like stoic, but furious. We could see it in his eyes. I loved it. There was real fire there. And um, he said the first rose he gave out was rejected. And it's just questions abound. So I there's a lot to parse here. Mm. Jared, what's your number one question regarding the situation? 
Like what does not add up to you among the many math magic mathematical problems here? It, it's it's there's so much that had to go wrong to get to where we got. Mm. It's like when does she? You know, I my first question is when do you apply? What's the timeline? You know, if you if the wedding day is supposedly limo day, yes, that means between. <laughs> You had a fiance, you, you know, the timeline, when did you apply to the show? When did your friends and family tell you this was a good idea? When did you break up? I, the, so what I heard, and I'm not a reality Steve guy. I don't look up spoilers. Nor I. I, I get them. I get them like sifted to me and I don't want spoilers. Please don't send them to me. But Same. It was no sec- spoilers, sec- please. No spoilers. Secondhand information that I got. And this is like, from a friend is that she found out, found texts on the phone the day she got back from the bachelorette party. That is the story that I had heard. She found texts about her guy cheating on her? Cheating on her. His name was, allegedly his name is Avery Buckholtz and he's a doctor in Charlottesville, Virginia. A spinal surgeon who apparently they're back together. Very handsome. I just want to note, very handsome guy. Also, (laughs) allegedly he was married when he started dating Sally. That has not been confirmed, but it seems like it, it seems like he was still legally married. I don't know if they're still together. I don't have a lot of details so, on Avery. I, I hope for his. So you have you have deep dived. You we, we well, have infer- I, honestly, I shallow dived. I'm going to be honest. Mm. I crowdsourced. I asked the wonderful um, fellow bachelor party travelers at the ringer, Erica Cervantes, who's currently producing this episode, Devin Manzi, who does this Monday nights with me and Callie and Amelia Wedemeyer, who is like the face of our social coverage. And yes. they helped because they all deep dived and I think are a little bit less scared of spoilers than I. Um, okay. So that's, I really crowdsourced. So thank you to the three of them. I appreciate it. Love it. Uh, so I, I guess if you get back from the bachelorette party, you find out that he's, you know, off on other terrains. Well, when do I, you apply? When can do I ask you, you question? Sure. Sorry. Can you date someone that your relationship begins with it, with someone being him, him or her being, uh, unfaithful like can you go forward with that and I, can you I, go from mistress to wife mistress to marriage really the, That's mistress the name to of, marriage the rom-com <laughs> <laughs> see i i mean you've been on my podcast and we talk about dating and i i stand by anything the problem with dating is someone will come in with their rule and then they go well you know my husband and i met on an iceberg when we were the only ones left on earth and every so everything has everything has happened. So everything can happen with dating. Yeah. But what you're bringing up is true. Like it's, it's, you know, it's not high, you know, the odds aren't in your favor. Right. And I think it's different if you're like just dating. Like I think also if you're younger or whatever, but if you're married, it's just a tough way to start a relationship. But it works out sometimes. I I then hope that Avery and Sally do work out for Avery's ex. You know, it's like if you were going to cheat on me, make it worth it. Like make it count. Be for the one. Yeah. The the, the one you couldn't stay away from. Yeah, I understand that. And I I don't know. I I think like when she said the way she described why they broke up was interesting. Mm -hmm. She said there was no trust in our relationship. Ah, uh, that to me sounds like two people who were living wildly. I, I, you know, I don't, when you get cheated on, you go, that guy fucking cheated. 
He's an asshole. He's the one that ruined it. He ruined a good thing. I had the wedding plan down to the flower, as she said. And <laughs> and she did say that, which was, I don't know. It's it, it, like Listen. the most dramatic telling of her own story ever. But you, she didn't do that. She goes, trust was lost. So I have to assume it was kind of a dual thing going on. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I just want to say florals are really expensive, so... <laughs> <laughs> Down to the last flower. <laughs> but they are, they are really expensive. I, I assume I that all sounds right. Like there probably was some cheating. I don't know if she was living wildly as well, but I think the I think that what people keep being really stumped on is like how she ended up on the show like a month after ending her engagement. But the answer to that is you apply for the show and you stay in the contestant pool in perpetuity until you either get married or you go on the show. And so she could have applied three years ago and then that or whatever. That's information I didn't know. Yeah. Like Greg, Katie's Greg, he was supposed to go on Claire season. And there's been a bunch of people who like have just like been considered, didn't make it. And then they come back around. So they like, they keep you warm. You know, it's not like you only got one shot and they're constantly scouting. You know, they're all over LinkedIn these days. So I, I assume that Sally had applied like before map season or something. Plus I bet with COVID about the casting is like all wacky. Well, you bring up a fair point. And also now knowing that information, it's, it's really not fair that people are like, they've been applying for years. It's like, yeah, well, she not really. Yeah. They applied once and someone reached out and they go, Oh yeah, I'm free. That, that That's like a totally normal way to be on a different season than the one you applied for. But someone did reach out to me again. I get reached out to with this information. I'm sure Same. you do too. Tips, yeah. And some someone said that the show reached out to her when they found out she was, you know, the the engagement was broken off. And it's like, and and when I didn't know what you just said, I'm like, well, that come on, like, what are they <laughs> scouring the uh, you know friend groups to find out which relationship ends? And I don't know how would they even pick this information up. She must know someone in production or she posted about it on her social and like someone's just been like tracking her. Like if I'm a casting director, I have a burner account for mm. tracking people that I that I like want to be on my show or a show at some point. <laughs> that that that's what I would do. That, that is the most hilariously insane group to follow. Like that feed <laughs> it of would people definitely make you have... feel bad about yourself. You're like, is this humanity? I don't want to be a part of it if so. So <laughs> it's like when people tidy their their, their like Twitter <laughs> their Twitter yeah. feed. They're like, I gotta clean this up. I need to be more positive. It's like all you have is like people with you know uh, with Bible verses in their Instagram bios that you follow. It's like, oh, well, to each their own. I'm not gonna to yuck each. somebody's yum or insult their <laughs> faith. But what I what I thought you were gonna say with reality, Steve, is I was I read this on Just Jared. They had like imbe- embedded a tweet when I was like in college. Just Jared was like my go to like for paparazzi photos. It's so mm. wild. It's still around. Anyway, um, <laughs> just it's not Jared, my site, people. Just no, not yours. Sorry, <laughs> he's like a definitely not like you. Uh, <laughs> totally different human. Anyway, Just Jared embedded this tweet from Reality Steve that said that Sally and Clayton's sit-down was not the day of the first row ceremony, but like three or four days beforehand. And so what I don't really understand, and I, I, I believe that because when she took like a really long time to make her phone call and mm. uh, I was like, the clock is ticking. He's got somewhere to be. 
and like hair and makeup for your TV finale. Like that takes like I mean, your premiere, like that takes hours. Like he's got to get there early. I'm sure there was like some promo shots. Like that's a full, that's a full fucking day. You think they give the next day off to because the women are too tired from the all night ceremony. I'm sure it's because of the lead. Like that's a long day for the lead. And you got to be on for every yeah. conversation. You got to like have moist, moisturized hands for all the hand holding that Clayton was doing. <laughs> anyway, when the show pulls shit like this, but in like five hours before it like invites all these conspiracy theories. And like, I'm sure yeah. they don't actually care, but like that. And again, it sounds like I'm like talking about like the government, but <laughs> that like erodes trust with the viewer. Right. When they're like, this isn't how it went down. It was four days before but they should have just said that it was four days before. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Joe Amabile, I think Amabile. Sorry, that's how you say it. I always <gasps> think about him explaining it to Serena on Bachelor in Paradise. Amab- I think it's Amabile. Ah, oh, shucks. I'm Joe the grocer. Ah, oh, shucks, Joe. I can't. I don't care for him, but I'm glad they're still together. I want all the couples that I don't like to like stay together because I'm just like, good. Don't be in the dating pool. Like, just and then to they, yourself. Yeah, they disappear off into the you know the irrelevance. The, Promo code sunset. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Joe Amabile pointed out that like it'd be weird that she'd have a phone. But five days before, you probably would have a phone. I assume mm-hmm. they take it away like the day before. I should. I, I don't know. Why I should. I'm assuming, but that's my guess. And so that actually checks out to me. I would assume it's a huge moment before they get in the limo. Yeah. Last shot. Put it in the bucket. Yeah. Selfie. R- yeah. That's the moment you get in the limo and then it's like, and we're off. Like I would, I'd let them have that phone to the last possible second. I'd be kissing it. Like it was my baby. I was sending away. It must be that profoundly strange. Can you imagine at this point going anywhere from like three days to two months without your cell phone? N- not even a little bit. Also, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine going three minutes. I'm, I'm we're taping this podcast. I'm itching myself. Like I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I checked my text. Addic- I check my text constantly. I'm on my laptop where I get my text. So, oh, so it's like, yeah, the, the idea, the, well, even stranger is the idea that you could marry someone that you've never seen use a phone is crazy <laughs> or their Instagram page. Although yeah. I guess you could check it out beforehand or I don't know. Like, yeah. I, it's so, it's so weird. Also like, what if they dial in a really strange way? And you're like, what does that say about you? I mean, it's a great, <laughs> a great point. I need to know what your phone etiquette is like, do you, are you on the phone to dinner? Do you put it away before you go to sleep? It's a great point, Jared. Crazy. Where do you plug it in? Yeah. How, how long is your charger cord? Do you stick with the stupid short one you get in the box? Or do you go straight yeah. to Amazon and get a 10-foot cord? Like, what? You, if you, what's your style? That's true addiction. <laughs> yeah, I have to have it long enough so I can get it across the bed. Yeah. Yeah. But but actually, yeah. don't tell don't tell me you don't have like a 6 to 10-foot cord. Oh, I'm, I I got a cord that I can go through my whole apartment in. Yeah, just, <laughs> of course. My favorite part of TJ Maxx is like the phone accessory aisle where it's like all the cords and chargers and whatever. It's great. And I buy them in bulk because yeah, I'm like, they, they break all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a true addict. Left it on the plane. No big deal. I got another one waiting for me at home. It's fine. I have all one good. in my sock. <laughs> <laughs> I have one around my wrist. Right. Anyway, anyway, so... If it was three or four days before, I feel like it must have been hard to get a rose unless they had prepared one knowing this was going to happen. But like, I don't think the Bachelor production just happens to have roses hanging around all the time as although they may want you to think that. And so (laughs) I just think that probably was like a very long exchange that we didn't really see. And then I I bet she's on the phone for like an hour to whoever she was talking to. I mean, that whole thing 
beyond when does she apply? That, that interaction. That well, doesn't, when, I mean, I don't know. I, it bothers me that no family member was like, hey, maybe you need a moment. Hey, um, you know, this is like, like you and I as single people, we know people, we have everyone who's ever been single has an annoying friend that goes, go, you should go on, apply, yeah. do it. And it's like, is she just surrounded by a bunch of idiots like that? Like, there's not one person that was like, girl, like, let's take a beat. Like, I, you Silly don't need Sally. This. Right? I don't know. I mean, like a like a, a family member didn't say like, has it? Are you doing okay? Like, how how about Sally? Why don't you wait for the divorce to be inked? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of questions about her dating judgment. So, I, right? Yes, <laughs> she's she's had issues in the past. She's not known for her judgment. You're you're right. Um, but they the conversation, and I'm I don't mean to go back to how mean I was to Clayton, but. The reason I say he's simple is from the conversation they had. The idea that a woman is in front of you crying about her wedding that was supposed to be today or whatever day it was supposed to be. And you go, you know what? I think we're really connecting. Like that is crazy. And like you, the the normal response to that is no problem. I totally get it. I'm not offended at all. Good luck with everything. I hope you find what you're looking for. It's not to go, hey, excuse me for a minute, because I really feel a connection here. You know, I, I, I you know what? Your your tear-filled eyes really spoke to me. Like <laughs> he's taking advantage of a vulnerable person. I I felt it was like Clayton really wanted to do a good job. And he and now that I know it was like a few days before, it was like a dry run. And that's why he was like holding her hand so aggressively and being like, it's okay. And consoling her. Like he was practicing. He's like, oh, this is what it's like to be the bachelor. And the bachelor gives out roses. And I think that he was like so excited to like be playing the part. Like even when he opened the door, he was clearly so confused. They probably told him like someone was coming because he was like in a mic pack and like just sitting mm-hmm. on the couch, looked presentable, very lovely lavender t-shirt. I, honestly, I was like not sure about Clayton until I saw him in that T-shirt, and I was like, "Oh, he looks good." Now I like him, um, which is <laughs> pathetic. Also, he's a, si- also simple. He's um, a hunk of a dude. He is yeah. a big old hunk. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I don't think I would like him in person, but like as a TV avatar, he's totally good. Like I'm, I'm into it. Um, but anyway, I think he was just like, "Okay, here's my chance to start. I'm the Bachelor as of right now, and I'm gonna like do the thing, which is to give her the rose." Mm, I, I, I understand that. that. And also the moment and let me be the gentleman, but the idea that he thought gentleman was giving her a rose and not letting her go home is like, that's simple. You know, like I, I that math doesn't add up for me. I would be or, running a, away from her. Well, maybe he just wanted to sleep with her, man. And he was like, if I give her a rose, <laughs> it's still in play. <laughs> Hey, we got a couple days to limos. Why don't we go upstairs, have a drink? You can't roll that out, though. I'm not even joking. He probably is like, oh, she's really pretty. I'd like to keep her around. Well, that kind of showed itself through how he received the women. He looked like a drooling dog. Like that whole, like every woman that came out of the limo, he's like, oh, man. (laughs) Like he, like it was not like, well, nice to meet you. It was like, oh, like they'd walk away. He'd do that. Ooh, this is going to be, this is going to be trouble. And it's like, dude, keep it together. 
<laughs> he really was into Teddy. I mean, of all of the women who he was really into about that, I mean, he's like just ready to fantasy sweet it out with Teddy. And she's ready too. I like Teddy. I, I love Teddy's take on being a virgin. I really like that it's not like taboo. I really like that it's not like sanctimonious. I really like that it's not like anything other than I made this decision when I was young, too young. And now I'm ready to have sex. I love it. Great job, Teddy. Her- her her take is the virginity take. Yeah. Like, like that's the one and that's the one you would see and she's also very young. So you that's yeah. the one you would see at that age. Yes. Where it's like it just never happened. It was for a different reason then than it is now and now I'll go with God but not really with God anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it may not have even been God in the beginning. I just I really I did like that. I was like this is actually a fresh take on this situation for the show. And yeah. I, I appreciate it. And also, I actually didn't even really think about it that much until right now, although I, I, I chuckled when she was like, probably too young. But, you know, it's like a it's a very different than Colton's, very different than Ashley. I don't even remember oh, the total- other virgins. It's great. Well, I'm the, just like, the, love it. Peter, was he the he was the tall, lanky dude that was on? No, his name was um Mikey. He was on Katie's. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. And now he's doing... TikTok ads or something. I, I, yeah, I'm with you, but that was also why it ain't going to work with Teddy. Mm. Like I, I, he's, I, I don't think Clayton, Oh, the old dog Clayton. I don't think he's going to like, it's going to be with someone who's a virgin. I just, I can't see it. I don't know. He also seems like maybe he'd be like, this is a great love story. I don't know. If, If it goes that way, and it, and because here's the other it thing. won't last. What about for, what about for it, her? I don't no, well, I don't want it for her. I want her to like have experiences. Totally. But I'm saying if it goes that way, because something else, you know, the previews for this season have all hyped up this I've been intimate with multiple women thing. But they're playing. I tried th- I kept thinking, I was like, I know who the final three are, but I was like, wait a minute, I don't. No. They've played a pretty good they're shell game. You. No, they're, yeah. they're tricking us. So if it does go that way where I've had sex with multiple women and one of them's Teddy, like he Clayton's walking out of this like a huge asshole. Like, <laughs> like I he, don't know. She put herself in that situation. I don't know. I, if she if she's okay with it, then I think it's fine. Okay. I, I don't know, but I'm saying this could be a very exciting season if that's how it goes. Like I mean, she re- might might feel bad about it later. Like, oh, I can't believe this is how it went down after waiting. But I I don't know. Like, I think if she's okay with it and like, then that's fine. It totally fine. That is a very, I Unlikely mean, scenario. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I just think like, if that's the way it works out, like I'm happy for everyone involved. But if it, it like, it, th- th- that is like a tight wire act that he would be trying to pull. It's so funny. Callie and I were talking about Teddy and we were like, yeah, he's really into her. And I was like, Teddy's going to win. Callie's like, Teddy's going to win. It didn't, like, we didn't even like think about that. We were just sort of mm. like, we talked about how she was a virgin, but it's just really funny. Cause I do think like, you know, I try to avoid over sweeping gender generalizations. However, I make sure. them all the time on this podcast, but <laughs> you do approach this very differently than me and my female co-host. So it was, it's like, it's fascinating. I didn't even really think about that. Totally. I, I, and listen, I don't like making, but this show is like yeah, built be- for sweeping generals. Yeah. No, but I, I like to, and Teddy just, she just was young, but then I thought Clayton is He's young. young. Too. It, yeah, he's kind of got a young dude's attitude 
as well. So I don't know. I it, it's just all of it was fun. Good old good old fashioned fun. I it was a good it was like a relief. I was like, oh, this is a good time. And then Claire being such a bitch and saying she hated Clayton. That was awesome. That was really fun. So, so I had a take on that. And to me, Claire rang is very self-conscious. I think she got drunk. I think she felt that she wasn't like his top pick. And she was like, I'm out of here. If it's not me, I don't want to compete. And you want to know what? I probably would do the same thing. So you'd explode with I hate him. I mean, talk I about yuck, just, yucking someone's yum. They, like, the other women were very upset with her. Just like he stinks. No connection. I, would I hate like, him. Oh, I'm, I'm not into it. I'm going to self exit. But it seems like the, he might be a Colton with a lot of self exits because Colton had a lot of them. And then yes. the woman, Samantha, who was in the bath, who then later decided she wasn't into him, eliminated herself. and We didn't see that. Well, there's a huge difference between Samantha's exit and Claire's exit. I mean, Claire burned out. She burned hot and bright like a, like a comet. Totally. And I thought to me, I was looking at Claire and I was like, they actually look like a couple. I got, so I got some bad feedback on this take, but I was like, she was like, to me, she was like a beautiful, she's a beautiful woman, obviously, but she was more, she was taller and bigger than the normal women that go on this show. Yes. Callie was saying that too. But the point is, she has a, like a figure. She's got curves. She looks like someone you'd see on the street in a good way. She's not like super tiny. Can I just say whatever, everything you just said, I agree with. And you said it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm here so, for. For, Jared, for anyone. We, we write to edit. So that's we write to here. edit. Thank yeah. you. And for anyone that was turned off by what I said, what I meant was exactly what Juliet just said. Like that is exactly <laughs> the sentiment that I could not, I was not smart enough to portray. And I do think when she's doing the wings and tailgate date and she's chomping on a wing after a little tiny Mara goes, you want to go this way? And he's like, yeah, uh, let's get out of here. She then goes, I don't like nice guys. I don't like an asshole. And it's like, you, her self-confident. We all say that. Yeah. 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 Every one of us have had a bad night where we have, exploded in that way. But I was like, listen, as someone who's self-conscious themselves, I was like real neck, real recognizing real. I get yeah. it. I yeah. I understand too. Also, you know, what's nice. A nice person. Just like doing nice things. Like that's actually, I, I, I think that Clayton does seem nice. And to be honest, it's appealing. Well, he got very mad when he, I, the anger that you saw with Sally turning down the rose. I saw with Claire. he, to me, the whole thing is funny. Like I thought, like <laughs> I thought he, sh I thought he looked bad actually when Claire was pulling that stuff. Like he could have been like, I heard you when he said, I heard you hate me. It was kind of funny, but it's like, um, like that should be a laughing moment. Well, it's like, you hate me totally fine. And then he pulled this move that I don't like. He leads her out of the house and he goes, and if any of you guys else, if anyone else wants to leave, it's like Clayton, stop it. No like, one else wants to leave. No one wants to leave. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no one. <laughs> everyone's fine. It was really, it, it was just really good. When he gets mad, he makes like, he like, he um squints his eyes a little bit and he looks like he doesn't understand. And like, he looks like the Hulk. Like he's trying to like hold something in, but he really <laughs> wants to explode. We saw it twice with Sally and with Claire. And yeah, it's so funny. I took a picture of it. I think I texted it to you. And I, I like... <laughs> I like what need to turn it into a meme if I knew how to make a meme, but like mad Clayton is like really mad. I love it. I, 
Well, that makes me actually trust him more as as the bachelor. You're like, oh, he's he feels this. He feels totally, and it's um, yeah, I I I, I <laughs> Clayton Matt. He also kind of walks like a South Park character, like he does like a side to side walk, like someone who's been in the NFL for thirty years. He does have that kind of walk. I think he's kind of proportional. Like, I know he's a large dude, as everyone pointed out. But, like, it seems like everything about him is, like, kind of proportional. Like, his head, his shoulders, his torso, his legs. Like, it. it he, I, I think that, like, he doesn't come off super tall because he doesn't, like, have super tall proportions. You're right. Someone that big shouldn't look that good on camera. Yeah. Like, or you should he notice looks, it a little bit more. Yeah, he, he looks right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. He, although he really did dwarf Jesse Palmer, which is funny because Jesse's and not Jesse small. Palmer, he's a big dude. I saw him walking on the West Side Highway once, and that was the first thing I thought. I was like, he is a wide former quarterback. <laughs> like, he's got shoulder. You know, quarterbacks can be slim, and they, you know, they're baseball sure, players. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I was. Uh, or have that dad was my bods like Eli Manning. No, <laughs> not all. Yeah. That they, I did have a moment where I was like a fan of Jesse Palmer even before just knowing that he's, you know, not every T-shirt fits him. And I'm, I was excited about that. <laughs> There's a lot of love for Jesse Palmer. I think everyone's yeah. like, oh, Jesse. OK, I I really liked it. Also, one thing I meant to mention at the beginning, I thought that a smart thing that both Clayton and Jesse did was to like be a little self-deprecating about like, who am I? Why am I here? Totally. And I, it worked well. It wasn't too much, but like it acknowledged a sort of like this reset a little bit. And I enjoyed it. It was great. And it was such a, di- a stark difference from the, the mean tweets thing. Like they yeah, could have yeah. just done that. People, or... people thought the mean tweets thing was really out of line. I thought it was fine. I mean, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was successful, but I did think it showed that like Clayton kind of will like play the game and he's got like, he's not so self-serious. I mean, I guess it was mean, but I don't know. People are said much meaner things are said about other people from this franchise. So I was just like, it's okay. Totally agree. I mean, I listen, I thought he handled it right. I thought he was great. Um, I just think, you know, it's just like this, it, the the high horse that they got off of to do that, <laughs> you know, I, I I don't have such a short memory. I I know meaner things have been said, but it like you don't like stop mean with lesser mean, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's true. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other. Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide 
when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. It's but, true, but I don't know. I thought it was fine. All right. We need to move on to the Jewish okay. stuff portion of this episode. Um, okay. This is for, this, this is, is for, for the mishpucha. It's for everyone. <laughs> it's for everyone who's ever attended a bar mitzvah, so, let alone had one themselves. So Ivana, I was so, so incredibly excited about Ivana from Queens, the bar mitzvah dancer. And then Ivana, her last name's Noble. Follow her on Instagram because she needs it. She's already gone. She did not even speak. She chose to not speak as part of her entrance. And then we didn't see her inside the house. And of course she's gone. She didn't speak for her intro. And I'm just like, this is maybe my biggest letdown of 2022. And yes, we're only five days into it, but it's, it's a huge <laughs> letdown. I, I hope to not be this disappointed again. It's a huge letdown. I'm so with you. And you know, listen, you and I were artists. So is Ivana. You sometimes make a creative choice that doesn't work. It's not the right one. <laughs> and she made a creative choice that was not the right one. And I and I saw it. And it's like one of those things where it's like you can't be too cool for this thing. And she went too cool with I'm not going to say hi, but he, he even he was like, are you going to talk to me? I need I don't even know your name. Like it like, wasn't even cool. Like it just like it wasn't even too cool. It was like nervous or. I have more faith in like my bot, my, my physical presence. Cause I'm a dancer. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know how you explain it, but it was just very, very, very disappointing. I was what really you- hoping for like some lively sitting around the pool talk about everyone's job. And she explains what she does. And she's like, yeah, I, I get the crowd going to the bar mitzvah Saturday she night, New York city. See you there. Sh- she should have came out with a young Jewish boy in nerdy a in a in a suit with the tallest they should have done the horror they should have the they should have done the horror how does she not take really advantage fun. how much fun of an entrance would have been if all they had a bunch of Jews doing the horror and her do, leading the horror and and then holding the kid in the chair this could be us <laughs> yeah this could be us or, yes or, or just come out with a napkin and like, been like Clayton hold the other side. And then yes. like, that could be, you know, this could be us in the future. I don't know. There was so much opportunity left on the table. Less unsaid. I, I now looking back, like, like there's a few things that like looking back, I, I have to, I have to assume the person that does the profiles is a Jew. Yeah, absolutely. And, her, her, she, and because a lot of people were like, why don't they say she's part of a party starter? I guess they call them party motivators now. Like there's a different name for them now. And it's like, and I think she mentioned, yeah, we dance at weddings and bar mitzvahs. And the person there was like bar mitzvah dancer. Like they were like, I got to get this in there. What's and wrong I don't with think, the job bar mitzvah dancer? Does that have to be renamed? Like what's wrong with I, that? I, it's great. I have, I'm with you, but I'm thinking, I don't think she sees it as a bar mitzvah dancer. I, I think she she may have been like, yeah, I work for a company that does dancing at parties. They're like, what type of parties? And they're like, weddings. Because if you're a bar mitzvah, if she was a self-titled bar mitzvah dancer, that's your entrance. That is like, you're not doing this coy, I don't <laughs> say a word. You're, how do you not? Like, like <laughs> I'm like so mad. And because... What did she say to also what did she say to producers when she's like they're like what are you going to do and she's like I'm going to say nothing and they're like <laughs> what 
<laughs> There's no way they could have wanted that. Like literally no, no way. <laughs> no. Well, do you have any other ideas? She's like, well, I'm going to do like a, a weird walk out of the limo and then make eye contact with him and then say nothing. And they're like, well, how about some other ideas? Like, didn't they say to her, like, let's, how about this bar mitzvah thing? How, we brought a, we have we a kid. Na- we, got we, a- got a, we got a napkin. We got a kid. We can we get, get some scrolls. What do you need? <laughs> we can get it all. We or just come out. You know how like they, um, for like rave parties, people like wear like a strobe light around their neck sometimes and it breaks mm-hmm. after five minutes. What about that? Like, or like a disco ball or some kind of like, some kind of like um, glow stick that you hand out at these parties. Like there was just so many opportunities to create a fun vibe or to play on our shared Jewish heritage. I mean, I just, I'm so disappointed. Did you have bar mitzvah dancers? I did. And I had like a, I had like a lunch. I didn't, it was a religiously focused event, but I still had dancers and at the lunch at the lunch they were also on mtv i was really excited like they were on like the daily grind or whatever the daily burn whatever that show is called um so wait a minute everyone's having a schmear yes and because it's like the luncheon yeah it's like 1 p.m on a saturday 2 p.m yeah all of a sudden jock jam starts playing (laughs) yes and Dallas comes, yeah, absolutely (laughs) last dance (laughs) last dance and Um, they're doing in the middle of daytime, there's a window with sunlight letting in. It was and they're a doing... penthouse on Fifth Avenue. There was a ton of sunlight. It was <laughs> so March. tons of sunlight. And all of a sudden, three people dressed in like Mortal Kombat outfits start doing step, were... step, clap, step, step, clap, Great step, vibes. step, clap. You know, yeah. they, that was always their opening dance. The step, step, clap. Well, it's a good one. Everyone could do it. Um, they were wearing like black suits and like a bright red like shirt underneath. It was, yes. it was a man and a woman and a DJ, if I recall correctly. But when we did the bios, I was explaining this phenomenon to Amelia, who was not familiar. Did Well, that is the hardest part of this whole thing. I don't think so. It is okay. hard. It's a little, it is hard to explain, but then to get into it. So fun. What sure. we were talking about were the games that they also facilitated. The dancers also facilitated the games. And I was like, have you ever heard of Coke and Pepsi? And she was mm. like, no, what is that? Did you play Coke and Pepsi on your bar? Of Mr. course. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the like, what about that- Snowball? And she was like, she was like, that sounds a little bit more familiar. And I was like, yeah, that's like when they played Have You Ever by Brandy and Angel of Mine by Monica. Like, <laughs> those are like the two most important songs for my teenage years other than I want it that Angel way. of Mine. Angel of Mine still still hits hard. So does have you ever, uh, those are two really great songs. Juliet, you and I are the same age. Whoever is <laughs> our age is having the time of their lives. They're, right dying, now listening they're, to this. Dying, they're dying. Yeah. Play angel of mine. As soon as this is over. Not, I don't think it's on Spotify. You have to go to uh, YouTube. That's fine. Oh, wow. Check it out. Yeah. It's a great song. So or maybe it's have you ever. That's not one of them. is not on it. Cause I've checked. You explain, you explain this to her and what was, what's the response? Cause I, when I saw bar for dancer, I was like, I know that I've been in the position where someone goes, well, what's that? And I go, okay, well, um, <laughs> like, when a boy becomes a man in the Jewish religion, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> three to five, depending on your economic status in the world, uh, three to five <laughs> young, hot 20 year olds, Come and get the party started. To get the party to start and get everyone dancing. I mean, yeah, it's like it's just like they they turn up the 
they turn up the volume on the party. And it's great. It's a, it's like every party should have hype people. So it is great. It is just so it is great. Don't get me wrong. I am a, I am like very, I have fond memories of it, but it is, I, I just think of the, every time I've ever told someone about bar mitzvah dancers and, and every time, like every time I've told someone about like these, like, kind of like exterior traditions. Mm-hmm. You get people that their faces go from like, like, like questioning to like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like they, <laughs> they like if this happens with summer camp, sometimes it happens with bar mitzvah dancers. It happens with teen tours, teen tours, explaining, is, teen tours is really hard to explain. <laughs> teen tough tour. to explain. T- teen, uh, like, camp there camp the, is not hard to explain. I, I, I there's levels the, to this. You're sure. right. I would say my camp has a few things that are hard to explain, but that I also just take for granted that like, it's actually never really occurred to me that like a bar mitzvah until this, until a bar mitzvah mm. mitzv- dancer was like a foreign concept and like hard to explain. I'm like, Oh, everyone doesn't grow up going to parties that have hype people that you pay <laughs> that you're just like, you encounter for a few hours and that's it. <laughs> Cause it's like, such a great someone- idea. It's such a great idea, but there's someone listening that heard step, step, clap and knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. And then there's other people listening that hear step, step, clap and have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. Also, so I mean, I talk about camp all the time, but so my camp, yeah. we, ha- we had square dance every Saturday night and then it, mm. I think it moved nights at one point, but no, it was always Saturdays. Anyway, wasn't really square dances. It was like line dances, like two, okay. lo- there were some there was like some typical line dances, some Israeli dances, some square dances. But so like organized dancing was like absolutely foundational to my childhood. <laughs> and at my camp friends at their weddings, we still always do like at least one square dance. Like, and everyone's Let like, guess. What's, what's wrong with you people? One yeah. of the songs, Electric Slide? No, absolutely not. No, no, that was, that's like way Elec- too mainstream. Electric Slide was huge at my camp. Well, that's because your camp was lame, but we, this was like, really, this is like so foundational and like, it's everyone's favorite thing. And if you don't like the dancing, you go behind the like dance hall and you go in the woods and you like find a boy to make out with. Like I I was always dancing, but that's what I heard. (laughs) And anyway, it's like such like a huge part of the experience. Like it didn't even occur to me that like organized dancing with dancers is like so foreign until I tried to start explaining this like three, two weeks ago. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is weird. Like the bar yes. dancer is foundational to me, but not to everyone. You see it on their faces and you can see the more you explain it, the more questions they have. I'm going to have to DM Ivana to ask her about this. I think, um, and then- I want to know, I, I want to know if this was created by the producers or her, because I have to know because me too. again, <laughs> Again, it, it feels like a huge opportunity missed to not come out with a curly ha- haired young Jewish actor. Palasan. Yeah. Do you ever see um <laughs> have you ever seen Keeping the Faith? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the kid in that <laughs> I I love that I suck. I love that I suck. That kid who's like, I think I went to high school with that kid. You did? Are you joking? I'm not joking at all. I I Hold on. Keeping the Faith is such an underrated Upper West Side movie. I've seen it, it so many times. It is very Upper West Side. It's the number. It's the directorial debut by Edward Norton, co-starring Ben Stiller and Jenna Elfman. It's a great New York movie. My synagogue is where Ben Stiller is allegedly the rabbi. It's just a great, great movie. I recommend it. Very nineties. The outfits in it. It's just. It's great. I know. I went to high school with a kid that was in it. <laughs> That's huge. Here he is. What's Alan, his name? He played Jonathan Silver. 
Was that the name of the kid or the, or the or No, the Alan Klein in the movie. Right, Alan Klein. Yes. I love that I suck. I love that I suck. Anyway. Yeah. Great movie. Ivana, I'll be DMing you. <laughs> um, Jared, I'm pretty upset you haven't invited me on Luxury Lounge. You think I don't have luxury complaints? Oh, my God. Let's tape tomorrow. You in? What do you think my complaints are going to be? I mean, I have so many. Well, I need to, like, stockpile them. Well, I want your complaint but I want you to complain with the listeners because everybody writes in, but you'll be great. You, you're going to, you got to come on. All right. I can do it in the morning tomorrow. Early. Early. How early? Oh, we'll figure this off. off. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone wants to be part of our planning, let us know. Erica Cervantes. Thank you for producing this episode. Jared, thank you so much for participating. Always a pleasure. DM forthcoming. I'll be back (laughs) on Monday night with Callie as per usual. Have a great weekend and um, embrace the the bar mitzvah dancers in your life. It's a great phenomenon. Get a hype person for your next simcha. You won't go wrong. Step, step, clap. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.